0: Welcome to the Built Tech Podcast, exploring and discussing the future of technology in the global built environment. The Built Tech Podcast is sponsored by Shadow Ventures and Built Tech Labs. Now the host of the podcast, Matt Knight. Hi, this is Matt Knight with Shadow Ventures and Built Tech Labs on another edition of the Built Tech Labs podcast podcast. Joining me today is Andrew Armagenis from Real Factors. Andrew, thank you for joining me today. I'd love, if you don't mind, can we start with the Genesis story? How did the, how did Real Factors come about? What was the problem you guys saw? And uh, tell me a little bit about what you were building.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. Happy to. So uh, Real Factors is a research management and market intelligence platform for commercial real estate market participants. Uh, so what does that mean? A single pane of glass to unify a bunch of different data sets. Um, so, the genesis of the business, uh, my my co-founder, CEO Colin, uh, spent several years in in private equity, uh, primarily investing in in software businesses. But he had a background in uh, mortgage backed securities, and and he had uh, done a deal on a on a real portfolio in the past with so some exposure to real estate. But uh, he was investing in real estate tech and data companies and. And started to kind of understand the dynamics of, of the marketplace for uh, institutional commercial real estate investors. And and what he found was, um, unlike uh, for bonds, you know, there's Bloomberg for for equities analysts. There's FactSet for private equity. There, there's CapIQ. IQ. Um, there's no single information resource for commercial real estate investors to access all their data. Um, so they need a bunch of different data sources, whether it's property information past transactions, comparable leases, ownership information, uh, mortgage information, market, neighborhood data, et cetera. Um, and so there's no kind of single portal that unifies all that data. Uh, and as a consequence, if you're a, an analyst at one of these big firms, uh, you're trying to evaluate you know, a, an office park in uh, Seattle, whatever it may be, um, you need to toggle between a variety of different data sets. Uh, and data sets and data types. So uh, you're looking at uh, Google Maps for kind of the the geovisual component of it. You're looking at Street View at Yelp to understand local commerce, uh, real capital analytics to get transaction data, um, TREP for debt data, you know, the list goes on. Uh, And so what should be a pretty easy uh, exercise for analysts ends up taking, you know, 30, 40 minutes, even an hour to aggregate and coalesce all the data they have. Uh, in a single place, um, and so that's that's kind of the, the genesis. So uh, we want to unify all the commercial data sets, uh, internal data sets folks use, and publicly available data sets uh, in a single place, uh, so that they we can enhance data accessibility, optimize the deal process, uh, etc. Um, and so, you know, in addition to that, we're building uh, what we're calling the the real indices uh, portion of our our data terminal product, which is. Uh, essentially uh, a cross-section, uh, a variety of different data sets to better understand local markets and sub-markets. So uh, first couple of examples of, of things we're building, we're fusing uh, Yelp and Google Places data with, with an algorithm to determine uh, kind of neighborhood uh, quality when it comes to local business, proximity uh, to given things, so how close are you to Whole Foods or something of that sort, uh, and then a neighborhood comparison tool to compare different neighborhoods. So
0: when I hear data terminal, I think of Bloomberg. Is it fair to say a Bloomberg data terminal for CRE private equity?
1: Exactly, spot on. That's the, the analogy we give to most folks.
0: Perfect. What, what are you hearing? Problem set is that is that really mainly just that the information is too disparate and unusable, and this is what you guys are solving?
1: Yeah, I, you know, I think that that's really phase one. Um, the there's just a, a the low hanging fruit opportunities to optimize. The data management and accessibility portion of what folks are working on, but um, there, there's a much kind of bigger picture we're we're getting at here. So, a few things. First, you know, real estate as an industry has a large amount of institutional uh, allocation, and that's growing. If you look at the trends from kind of early 2000s all the way today, it's consistently going up. Uh, there's increasing allocation from sovereign wealth funds and, and foreign nations. Uh, so, competition in the United States is is rising. Um, so that's kind of real estate's market as an aside. You know there's um, a variety of alt- alternative data sets rising that that people can will be should be able to take use of. Um so things like uh, cell phone tracking, uh, satellite imagery, zoning and permitting data, et cetera. Um, and so what, what we're trying to do is we're working off of those kind of trends in commercial real estate and trying to bring together, uh, some alternative data sets to give folks an edge when, when investing in different commercial properties.
0: Yeah, in a similar vein, I mean, I think CRE is a little notorious for silos of data. You know, it kind of been one of the slowest industries to open up open sources of data. Any Have you seen anything as you guys are testing this out with people and having your beta testers... Anything show up as a trend in that where people are less likely to give you access to their data that's proprietary to them, whereas in other industries, this is a little more commonplace.
1: Yeah, no, that's a good point. Uh, I I think the the industry in general, uh, you know, probably kind of similar to industrial or or healthcare. It's it's pretty slow to adopt. Um, As I'm sure you know, as part of built Tech and and Shadow Ventures, the kind of CRE tech landscape has grown over the past four to five years with the, with the amount of prop tech and full tech companies that are popping up. Um, I would say it would have been difficult to go after this opportunity five years ago. Um, we're, we're kind of um, uh, taking advantage of the momentum in the space. Um, you know, with, there's a ton of different companies that have popped up recently. Um, you know, whether it's Juniper Square or Comstack is a little bit older. There's um, you know, people are, or commercial real estate investors are talking to more and more uh, tech companies and and becoming you know even having their own venture arms to invest in in different tech companies. so um, I think that's one component of, of what we're working with. Um, but you know on the the flip side there there's certainly some some hesitance to share data, so we we need to be um, careful with with what we're working with and obviously we're not uh, exposing uh, any any firm's data to to the the broader ecosystem hope that answered your question.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess what I'm getting at is along those lines, 2023, five years from now, do you think CRE is a much more open data community, or is it always going to be this kind of insular my data and my comps are mine? I can't share with anybody.
1: Yeah, I, I think there's a there's a, a good balance. Um, the... Uh, it, it, if you think about like the, the industry in general, there's there's actually a decent amount of of, of data sharing. Um so whether it's through NACREEP, one of the industry uh associations or or a company like STR Global, which um has a contributory database for the, the hospitality industry, um there's already a a decent amount uh of of information sharing. Um I think a consequence of of kind of the the increase in competition that I mentioned earlier um, is that people need to uh, be a little bit more, um, they they need to look at different strategies uh, to, to, to make more money essentially. Right. Um, And so uh, alternative data is, is one way to do that. And I think, you know, there, there can be some success of companies that are trying to build a, a contributory database, um, down the line uh, you know I, I, that being said I think it's still you know we're still a while away from from people have, sharing every single one of their uh, internal data points uh, externally
0: sure look well, back to you guys back to real factors tell me about 2018 what does this year look like growth strategy go to market tell me what, what we should expect from you guys this year
1: yeah, so we raised uh, some friends and family money in the fall, uh, put it directly into product and engineering. Uh, so we released the alpha version of the platform uh, in uh, February. Uh, the the beta is, is slated for probably uh, June, beginning of July timeframe. Um, from a, a go-to-market customer perspective, uh, we're in the process of working with uh, six early pilot customers fairly large institutions um, who are going to be our design partners um, You know, where they're going to kind of give us feedback, uh, help us uh, build indices that would be useful to them. Um, we're going to kind of cap the number of pilot customers so that we could give them each a, a good amount of attention uh, with the goal being we could leverage their feedback uh, into the broader product roadmap uh, and have a more fulsome release um, to the masses in, in the fall. And that's when we would kind of open the floodgates and try and onboard uh, as many customers as we can with the goal of about 20 to 25 customers by, by the end of 2018.
0: So, let's say someone's listening to this in the fall once you've gotten past your design with your six early clients. What's the best way to get in touch with you guys and learn a little more?
1: Yeah, uh, Andrew Real Factors is my email, uh, or realfactors.com. Uh, and then we're also at Real Factors Tech. Or, I'm sorry, at Real Factors Corp uh, on Twitter. So, um, yeah. Thanks, Thanks for too. having me.
0: Perfect. Yeah. Thank you for being on today. I appreciate your time. And I can tell you, excited to have you in Build Tech Labs and looking forward to seeing what you do this year. So are we. This has been another edition of the Built Tech Podcast by Shadow Ventures and Built Tech Labs. For more information, please visit BuiltTechLabs.co and shadowfund.bc. or you can follow Matt Knight on LinkedIn.